This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we're breaking down the tremendous defensive efforts of our two top 10 nationally ranked lacrosse teams. The swimming and diving coaching staff announced a promotion, and the baseball team got a big week from one of their younger players. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The women's lacrosse team got the week off to a roaring start with a 17-5 win over Southern Maine on Tuesday. They led 13-2 at the end of the first half and cruised to victory. Head coach Brett Allen liked what he saw. You never know what to expect in any game, and I think midweek games are a challenge. Uh, I mentioned that earlier this year because, you know, it's a different schedule and routine than you're used to on a Saturday game. Um, But it was nice to come out and play well and execute in the first half, and uh, certainly one of the advantages of building a lead is that some of the kids that uh, need to gain some experience can get that, um, you know, with some minutes in the second half, so that was nice. What was your main message to the team afterwards? Well, we just need to be really focused. I think uh, our team has done a great job of setting a high level of expectations for their performance this year, and uh, we want to make sure that on a daily basis we're trying to meet those expectations. So just reminding them to be really focused uh, when we come, get back to work tomorrow and uh, get focused for our, for our weekend game against Hamilton. And the Bobcats defeated 12th-ranked Hamilton 8-7 to at Garcelon Field in a thriller on Saturday. It was a true team effort with Sidney Howard scoring three goals, Drew Barry dishing out a pair of assists, and Hannah Jeffrey making seven saves. Senior Kara Capolini recorded a big takeaway in front of the Bates goal with two minutes to go. She caused a total of four turnovers in the game, and the Bates defense is currently the best in the NESCAC, and Capolini is our female Bobcat of the week. Kara, a big week for the women's lacrosse team, a narrow home win over Hamilton. First of all, uh, you had two big plays on defense late. Tell us about how those plays developed. Yeah, so those plays developed. Um, you know, we were up at, it was 8-7 in the second half, um, and Hamilton actually got the ball and came down, and I was on number 26, who was one of their, you know, leading midfielders, and she kind of went to pass the ball low, and I kind of intercepted it, ran up the field, but I really have to contribute. Our um, team defense this year has been phenomenal. Um, you know, I have great people with Michaela, who's the captain of our team on defense, also, Erin Shea um, and Carolee, and we were really able to kind of hold down, hold down the floor and get the victory. Yeah, the defense best in the NESCAC right now yes. statistically. Um, what, it, it's not a surprise, but I mean, it's obviously a big jump for this team this year. What's been the key, you think? Um, I think the, te- like the key is just like kind of senior leadership. Um, you know, we have 10 solid seniors that have kind of, you know, grown up really watching this team and kind of working extremely hard to kind of have a stellar breakout season this year. And I think being having three senior leaders on the defensive end with Aaron Shea as a junior um, is really kind of our key factor, and, you know, having an amazing D for NESCACs. And then for you personally, this must be very gratifying because you played a lot as a sophomore, but you've had two years kind of lost to injury. So what's it like to been for you so far? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a good sophomore year. Um, unfortunately, last year I had an Achilles problem, which kind of kept me out for you know most of the season, well, practically all the season. Um, so this year I kind of really came back with like a vengeance, knowing that it was my last year to kind of step up to the plate and make a mark. Um, and I'm just going to kind of keep that momentum going and hopefully lead our team into the next half tournament. And what do you think that the senior class, I mean, everyone talks about it, what do you think the lessons were learned from the first three years? Yeah, I think, you know, we 
like as a, as a group, you know, we've also had amazing girls in this program, and I think that we've really been able to, you know, stand on the shoulders of our alumni, which is something that we really preach in the women's lacrosse team. And I think by able to learn from our senior leadership and grow each year has really been the factor that's really pushed us forward this year. Yeah, there were a lot of alumni at the Hamilton game, right? Yeah, so it was actually our alumni weekend. So we had like six or seven alumni come back. Um, we actually had the first, um, the, uh, the first women's lacrosse team actually alum, an alum from that team came back. I think it was like 1978. So that was hilarious to see, um, and it was just really great to kind of get everyone together and have a victory for them. And what's some of the alumni say to you about the team so far this year? They were really excited. I think they're a little jealous that they're not on the team. Um, <laughs> they were, oh, we wish we could play. You guys are doing really well, but I think they're more happy to just say. They were part of, you know, the Bates women's lacrosse team, and they were excited to kind of see us win. And then your twin brother is captain of the men's lacrosse team. Yeah. So what was that like kind of growing up, both of you playing lacrosse? I actually grew up in Hassett, which is a really strong powerhouse um, for lacrosse on Long Island. I had an older brother who went to Harvard, also played there as an All-American. And, you know, David and I kind of grew up kind of competing and, you know, working to, you know, emulate my older brother. And I think, you know, it's been a really interesting twist to kind of have my twin brother um, be a leader on the team. And I think it helps push us forward and stuff. So it's kind of fun. And so back when you were looking at colleges, was the plan to go to the same school? Did well, it kind of happen? Actually, it was different. So D I actually committed to Bates, and Dave was actually committed to Kong College um, to play lacrosse there. And he went to Kong College for the first semester, and then it wasn't really the better fit. So he decided to mid-year transfer his freshman year and then walked on to the men's lacrosse team and then became a two-year um, captain for the men's team. So kind of a remarkable story for him, and he kind of motivates me each and every day to you know be the best that I could be on the field. Did you even like, encourage him to say, hey, Bates would be a better fit? Yeah, I mean, he was thinking about it and I said yeah you know I really love Bates as another NESCAC I think it might be a little bit better fit better balance between academics and athletics and I think he's really happy with the decision that he made and I can't complain because we're best friends and everyone knows it. <laughs> now this week a trip to Bowdoin on yes. Wednesday uh, for a midweek conference game and then you have uh, Middlebury coming yes. in so this week's gonna be interesting right? It's gonna definitely be an interesting week. Um, Bowdoin right now is 0-5 but I really do think that there's gonna be a tough game for us. I think midweek games are always a little bit more tough just it's more of a mental battle. You have classes during the day you kind of have to turn the the switch and really turn up um, when the game comes. And Middlebury, I think, is going to be our toughest game for the season. Right now, they're um, leading the division with 9-0 or 9-1. So I think that's really going to be a test um, to us, and hopefully we can pull out the W. So. All right, Kara, congrats again on the great performance this past week, and uh, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much, Aaron. After Saturday's win, the women's lacrosse team is 9-1 and and ranked ninth in the nation by the Intercollegiate Women's Lacrosse Coaches Association, the highest ranking in program history. Speaking of high rankings, the Bates men's lacrosse team traveled to Hamilton and dominated the Continentals, winning 11-3 to move to 8-1 on the season. Strong defense continues to be the theme for the men's team as well, as their goals against average in conference play is second in the NESCAC. On Saturday, junior Fred Albrick caused three turnovers and tallied four ground balls. For his efforts, Albrick is our male Bobcat of the week. Talking to our male Bobcat of the week, Fred Albrick, about the men's lacrosse program, a big win over Hamilton this past weekend. First of all, I know that's a long trip, so uh, the bus ride, how'd that go and everything? Oh, I mean, seven hours on a bus with a bunch of guys is interesting experience. We had some good movies on the way up to keep us entertained, stuck in a little traffic, but we got up, got a nice sleep uh, in able to get a big win over Hamilton and then on the ride back um, it's a lot better to come home seven hours after a nice big win than sitting in a on a bus after a defeat so sure absolutely and then obviously the defense outstanding again uh, what was working so well for you out there on defense 
Yeah, it was just a great team effort. Everybody was sliding, recovering perfectly. Um, it was a big first game, big first start for Mitchell Drake. He played great in his uh, college debut, and we couldn't be any happier for him. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about that, because obviously Mitchell got the start, and you're right there defending in front of him. So how, how's that chemistry when it's a first-year goalkeeper? It's good. He had very high confidence going into the game, and as a defense, we just wanted to give him shots that he could see, shots that he could handle very easily. And he made some saves that were pretty hard saves, so he had a really good game. And then for you, um, how does that affect your strategy, I guess, on defense? Because I know there's got to be some communication, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great communication with him. Um, really just allows us to focus on ourselves when he's making good saves. It allows us to follow our game plan, force the outside shots that he likes to see, and that's that. Now, I know you, obviously, as a defender, probably take pride in forcing turnovers, and you did quite a few of those against Hamilton, so what allowed you to do that? Yes, sir. Well, just the great team defense showing, like, slides, and then it really causes the guy to hesitate, get his head up, and really not really focus too much on his stick protection, and then that causes uh, allows me to get in there and cause some turnovers. I know in men's lacrosse, you guys, you know, hit each other a lot of those stick. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, yeah, yeah. to put it in a layman's terms, that physical nature of the game, what's that like for you? Oh, it's something that you love, especially as a defenseman. Um, I mean, you could ask some of our offensive players. It's not that much fun going up against uh, the defensemen on our team. We, I would say we hack pretty hard. We give some pretty good stick checks, but uh, they're pretty good sports about it. They're, they're, they think it's good for us. Yeah, I was talking to Jack Aller, and he said how on, during practice it's very hard for the offense to score yeah. against the defense, and so it gets pretty competitive in practice too. Yeah, of course, and it's also good guarding kids like Jack Allard, Andrew Melvin, Max Bresci on attack. They really give us a really good, like, really good effort during practice. They're all very hard to cover, so that helps going into games when we're guarding kids who are sometimes more difficult than the other than the opponent. So, yeah, and this week you have a bid bid midweek conference game, which is a little different against Bowden, a team that was not very good last year, but this year all of a sudden they're very good. What do you know about them? Oh, we know that they're very good inside. They like to get the ball inside of their scores. So again, we're gonna have to work as a team on our slides and make sure the crease is covered really tight. And um, that's really the game plan going in there. Nothing really is going to change. And then from you personally, I know you're a junior now, but when you were first looking around at schools a couple years back, coming from Connecticut, what, what attracted you here to Bates? Well, at Bates, um, as I'm sure you've probably heard plenty of times, it's just a great uh, combination of academic and uh, athletic excellence. So that's really what drove me here, along with head coach uh, Peter Lasagna. That was a really big factor in my decision to come here. Yeah, what's, what's Coach Lasagna like working with him? Oh, great. He's just super friendly. He's, uh, he's pretty funny on the field. He'll say some things to get us going. Um, but all around, great guy, great coach, a great mentor. I know the big one over Williams a few games ago, and you avoided the letdown against Hamilton, right? Uh, what was the mentality after that win to get focused again? And it's the same thing. It's the same mentality we have going in the next game. It's just about you. we win. That's a great win. See what we can improve on and then focus on the next opponent and hopefully get ready to go out and uh, beat them this week. All right, sounds like a plan, Fred. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. The men's lacrosse team is currently ranked sixth in the nation, and they host number 13, Bowden, Wednesday at 7 o'clock. The women's and men's track and field teams got their outdoor seasons underway Saturday at the University of Maine. Sophomore and indoor All-American Sally Cisse won the triple jump, and junior Allison Hill won the 100-meter hurdles. Meanwhile, on the men's side, senior Nick Margitzel won the shot put with a new lifetime outdoor best of 53 feet, 10.5 inches. 
Sophomore out of D-Ray Fakaridi won the discus throw. Junior Jeff Jones won the triple jump. And senior Alan Summerall won the 5,000-meter run. Margitza also finished second in the hammer throw. The NESCAC honored him with their men's Field Performer of the Week award. Getting a little used to the cold was our first uh, order of business going into this, this meet. We've had plenty of practice in the cold in the weeks before it, so... I felt pretty prepared to go out there even if it was raining and we ended up getting a little rain a little earlier than we uh, first thought so um, you know I told all the guys in a, a little speech before the meet that we just had to go in there and t like control what we can control and let the things that we can't control just uh, be the way that they are and just really work through it and that's what it was it was it, we just took care of the throwers really took care of what we could take care of and uh, we were pretty happy with how it went. And then in the shot put, which obviously is your specialty, you had your best outdoor distance ever right off the bat. So that must have been pretty nice, right? Yeah, it was, it was one of those fun meets where, you know, it was raining. It was uh, pretty cold. We had to carry the, our shots between the uh, between each throw, chalk it up and stuff. It was, it was pretty hilarious. It was fun. Uh, I think me being a little... Uh, um, having being a little laid back helped because I was just really relaxed and just went through the technique and got a pretty good distance out there. I think that might be enough for me to go to nationals, but definitely going to keep working and pushing that out uh, as the season progresses. Yeah, so that's good to have that though in your back pocket though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fresh Coach Fresh was uh, thinks that should make the trip uh, last year. That would have made the trip, but uh, I th you know definitely wanted to go in with a, a good seed. So working on increasing that, and that just means lifting now and training and. That way I can have some bigger throws towards the end of the season. And obviously you're in some other events as well. How'd those go? Uh, the discus uh, didn't go so <laughs> <laughs> We'll start there. It didn't go so great. Uh, D-Ray did uh, phenomenal, though. He had a great day. He had uh, pretty close to his PR. Um, he won in a win at UMaine and UNH. That's a pretty, it's a pretty good accomplishment for a sophomore. Uh, I threw the hammer as well. Had a lifetime best in there. I think maybe five out of my six throws were like lifetime bests. Um, I think I surprised D-Ray and Coach a little bit because I hadn't been throwing hammer that well in practice, but just doing some technique work on my own, I, I came up with a few things I wanted to focus on for the meet, and I just really, I was pretty proud of myself for executing those things, and the performance, you know, kind of spoke for itself. I got a good finish on all my throws and really put, put them out there. So, um, you know, if I can make the trip for Nationals for that, that'd be definitely one of my top goals for the season. And then overall, obviously, you mentioned you touched on that Maine and New Hampshire, two Division One programs, yeah. obviously. So what's it like, I mean, just for the team to go up against them? These are always my favorite meets. Yeah, going up against the D1 guys, it's just a, a good way to see where we stand as a program. And I, and I couldn't be any more proud of the team. I, think, I thought we competed really well. Um, you know, we don't have too many opportunities to go up against these big schools. I think Open New England's will probably be the, the next time. But for, as a team, to go up against their teams and not just individuals like we will in the championship season, uh, it's really fun and exciting. What do you guys have on tap for this week? We're at MIT. I thought we were at UNH, and I was telling everybody that we're at UNH. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's a good way for me to tell everybody that we're at MIT. Uh, so it's MIT, a uh, couple schools from New York, I think, and uh, so it should be a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite uh, venues to throw at, so I'm really pumped. All right, great, Nick. Thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. The Bates rowing teams headed to the Charles River this past weekend. The men's team took on the Harvard Lightweights, Boston College, and the University of Connecticut. The Bobcats finished second behind the Harvard crew in all four races, as Bates' first varsity eight, second varsity eight, third varsity eight, and novice varsity eight teams all beat their respective opponents from BC and UConn.
Meanwhile, the women's rowing team dominated the competition Saturday on the Charles River, outpacing Simmons and the MIT lightweight crews in all three races on the day. We caught up with the women's second varsity eight coxswain, Abby Bierman, to recap the weekend. It was exciting. It was good to kind of get back to the competition. We're a little more comfortable with, we see a little more often and, you know, get back to the northern courses. Yeah, on the Charles River. Um, I know it's a different course than the one you raced in the fall, but you had raced on it before. So what was the course like? Um, the It's in the basin of the river, so it's always pretty windy, pretty white-cappy. Um, it was pouring rain, it was freezing cold, but we got out there, we got some good racing in, there's not much more you can ask for. And so as the coxswain, you're not, you're basically directing the boat, but you're not necessarily exerting as much energy in terms of the actual rowing as the, as the rowers are, and so it must have been extra cold for you, right? Oh yeah, it's very chilly, <laughs> yeah, we wear a lot of layers, yeah. And then how do you deal with that mentally to like stay focused, you know, in that weather? You know, we kind of use it, uh, use the toughness, use the grittiness. I mean, we're outside today and it's snowing and it's yeah. 20, 30 degrees out. So we train for conditions like that and we're ready to go out there and kind of show our toughness. And then what was your evaluation of the boat's performance? Obviously, you won the race. Mm -hmm. And also, I believe you were in the same race as the third yep. varsity eight. So what was that like race against one of your, your teammates? I mean, it's always exciting because we can use each other to push each other more, um, both the men's and the women's teams, but both the first varsity, second varsity, third varsity. We always use each other. We're always fighting against each other. So it's really fun to go out there. But also the 3V beat both the MIT lightweights and the Simmons 2Vs. So it's awesome for a 3V to be able to show the depth of our program. So that's always really cool. And then how would you evaluate the 2Vs performance as you were in the boat? I'd say it was definitely a good race for us. Um, it was something, it was kind of a confidence gainer. Like we started feeling more comfortable with each other as the race went on. We were really starting feeling it out. So yeah, good day. Absolutely, and then what, what do you think the focus is gonna be this week in practice? So we've got a lot of racing this weekend against the D3 teams we see more often. So I think this, this week is definitely gonna be starting to gear up to that, kind of feeling that out, getting ready for that. Yeah, some NESCAC opponents coming up, right? Mm -hmm. um, what do you remember about them from last year? Um. They're fast. <laughs> um, they're the teams we see both throughout the season and in California for NCAAs. So getting to race them early on in the season is, is great. Like, it's great to see where we stand against some other teams. So it's fun racing. Now, it's kind of interesting because I, I feel like it's all these, you know, regattas and everything are kind of leading up to mm -hmm. nationals, basically. And so you're basically looking to get faster each week is essentially the goal. Is that Would that be fair? Yeah, absolutely. Our big advantage is always April break, though because um, that's when we can really gain some speed while the other schools are typically still in classes. So we really love that week to really um, get some speed. But yeah, up until then, we're, we're trying to get faster every week. While the women's tennis team dropped a pair of matches to Colby and Tufts this past week, the men's tennis team won their only NESCAC match of the week in style with an 8-1 win over Colby on Thursday. Meanwhile, the baseball team scored a season-high 12 runs on a season-high 17 hits in a 12-11 win at Endicott on Tuesday. Sophomore Asher McDonald hit his first collegiate home run in the top of the ninth to provide a big insurance run. On Saturday, Bates took a 2-0 lead in Game 1 of their doubleheader with Tufts, thanks to Connor Reinsterna. At third base is Fox, at second base is Warren. Infield in too, everyone in on the yep. grass. Good call, infield up close. The pitch, ground ball, base hit center field. One run will score, rounding third is Warren. He's gonna score as well. A two RBI single for Connor Reinsterna and the Bobcats take a two nothing lead here in the fourth. But the Jumbos rally with two runs in the top of the fifth 
and they pushed across an unearned run in extra innings to prevail, 3-2. They then took Game 2, 9-0. McDonald followed up his big game against Endicott with a pair of multi-hit games against Tufts. McDonald's performance raised his batting average to 289 on the season, third highest on the team. All right, Asher, well, your first collegiate home run this past Tuesday against Endicott and it turned out to be a big one because they scored two in the ninth inning. So what was that moment like and how did the home run come to be, I guess? Well, I knew it was a, I guess it was, it was a new pitcher coming on the mound and I knew he was going to give me something over the plate and threw it right down the middle and good good pitch to hit. Got a hold of it. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I didn't think I didn't think it was going to go out, so I kind of went hard out of the box. and then I, Yeah, so it was, felt really good. And then... Uh, yeah, good job to Rob to keep us cool and finish up the game for us. So, Yeah, that game was kind of wild, 12 to 11. So what was the, the atmosphere like in the dugout throughout that game with everyone scoring so many runs? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, the wind was blowing really, really, really hard. Um, yeah, it was just back and forth, back and forth. I feel like no runs were enough, <laughs> basically. So it kind of turned out to be that way. <laughs> yeah, and then you've stepped in as in the shortstop role this year. I yeah. know, um, you know, Brendan's moved to second base here at shortstop. So, what's it like being the everyday starting shortstop so far? Um, it's it's a grind. It's it's a lot different playing in every game, definitely. Um, but I love it. I mean, get a lot of action. Uh, yeah, I think I think Fox and I have really uh, turned a lot of double plays and really uh, playing well together. So. Yeah, and you're a sophomore, and so but you're from North Carolina, and so how'd you end up coming up here to base? Um. Really, I just, uh, I guess I came up here my junior year. My dad was, had me look at a bunch of northern schools, and I talked to Leonard, really liked, really liked coach, and uh, he saw me play this headfirst tournament in uh, Long Island, and uh, I guess that's the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, and I know the Tufts games obviously didn't go the way you guys wanted, but you had four hits over the doubleheader in, in pretty cold weather. I know yeah. the cold must be an adjustment for you a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, especially last winter was brutal. I Oh, my gosh. Just Yeah, it was a wake-up call. My dad, my dad said, you know, you'll get used to the cold. Definitely did not get used to the cold at all. Um, but, yeah, the Tufts game, Tufts games were tough. I mean, they were just... Uh, I don't know. That first one just kind of stings. Got two hits, but couldn't get that. Couldn't get that runner in, in the last inning. That was pretty tough. So, yeah, those sting. <laughs> yeah, and the first game was so close. And the second game, did you were you guys did you feel kind of deflated after the first one a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, once I mean when I hit that ball down the line, and I mean I thought I thought it was going to be fair. It felt good off the bat. And, yeah, yeah, I think Tufts just had all the momentum. It was cold. Um, yeah, they it was put us in a tough situation. <laughs> and now this weekend you've got Bowdoin coming up, I believe. Yeah. And so what do you remember about them from last year? Um, they're a pretty good team. Um, I mean, I think like Tufts, we match up with them really well. Um, we just got to play our game. And uh, I don't know, I like our odds. I think, I think we're going to bounce back pretty well. So. All right, sounds good. Asher, thanks so much. All right, thank you. Good news from the Bates Swimming and Diving Program. Head coach Peter Casares announced at the team's end-of-season banquet this past week that assistant coach Vanessa Williamson has been promoted to associate head coach. 2005 graduate of Bates was an eight-time All-American during her time on campus as a student athlete. Well, Vanessa, congrats first on the promotion. I understand you found out Sunday at the banquet. What was that moment like for you? Um, it was surprising and humbling. Um, excitement was all around. It was, it was a pretty special moment. And so what's the main differences between associate head coach and assistant head coach? 
Um, I feel like nothing, <laughs> but I've gotten a lot of praise and congratulatories right now. Um, I think I, I have so much on my plate that I do already. So it's almost to me, it's almost just like a title change, but, um, you know, it, it definitely feels good and I'm excited about it. Um, but also deep down, it's not going to change much for me as a coach. I'm going to stay who I am and do what I do. Yeah, and then I know uh, you kind of had discussed it with Coach Casares before. Um, what were those discussions like? And but you didn't know until the announcement, right? Right. Um, he we had discussed it, and he had said that he'll bring it to Kevin McHugh about it. Um, and then that was kind of the end of the conversation. Um, he never told me it was finalized or anything like that until the banquet. Um, so it was it was pretty cool to hear the news along with every all the other swimmers and divers to hear it for the first time too. Well, it's been a nice free reaction in, in the room. Yes, it was. It was very nice. They were all all the swimmers and divers are very happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I know um, Sarah DeHare in particular, someone you've worked with this year. Um, she finished in the 200 IM, finished national runner-up um, in NCAA's, joining you as the only swimmers ever to finish national runner-up here at Bates. What was that? I mean, that must have been pretty cool for you, right? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, the actual race was a little bit surprising that she touched and finished second. I think she was surprised too, but. Something that we've worked on all season together was finishing races, and she worked really hard on that. And I knew coming in this year, we had talked and had meetings, and that was one of the big goals that uh, we both wanted for her to accomplish was to really finish that race, and and it paid off. I mean, she was, I think, like fourth after the 150, and she still had a 50 left. So um, coming from behind and just a 50 freestyle, was amazing to finish second so all that hard work that she put in really paid off and i know i mean she obviously has a bunch of all americans under her belt now the most ever actually for a bait student athlete and so what makes her so good across dis different disciplines you think from a coaching perspective yeah she is a um very fine-tuned mechanic she in other words she um works really hard on technique she does everything correct so when I ask for your heart rate to be in this zone, she'll do it. When I ask that you need to do this many kicks, she'll do it. Um, it there's pretty much anything or everything that I throw at her, she'll do, and she'll do it really, really well. And um, she's a professional in the sport. She knows what it takes, and it's really good to have that in this program so other people can see that and, and know that it is possible. And this is your – you just wrapped up your fourth season, right? Yeah. yeah, and so you've seen a class go through, basically. So how have you seen the program grow over these four years as an assistant and now associate? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's grown tremendously. Um, it's been great to be involved in this, in this growth as well. But um, just the culture of the team has grown. I mean, it's been a little bit more um, – I mean, swimming in general has gotten faster, but the people on the team understand that and – and they want to get better, um, as well as previous years. Everyone wanted to get better, but it's just a, a different level of swimming nowadays. Um, and then, you know, the, the team has evolved through the years of just being closer um, and having more fun together. Um, I mean, even when I was at Bates, there were still, don't get me wrong, we still had a lot of fun together. Um, everyone worked really hard. It, it's just swimming nowadays is a lot different than it was previous years. And um, Bates has definitely kind of evolved with that change. And I know you coached before you 
started coaching at Bates, but what was the biggest transition you had looking back when you first started here coaching college kids instead of opposed to maybe like high schoolers? Yeah, I did coach high school in California. Uh, it's just a different ball game. Um, you know, high schoolers, there's you're not putting as many hours into the pool where I coached. And this is a different commitment along with the academics. Um, so it's just a, a different kind of balancing uh, and and doing it away from home too is, is it's a lot different and, and a more of a challenge for the athletes. Um, so I think just coming to a college program, it wasn't that hard of a transition since I went here. Right. So I kind of understood it for all the athletes, um, but it's definitely just a little bit different level of swimming. Yeah, and you do bring that experience of having you know been a student athlete at Bates. So what do you tell the student athletes when they come in here about the challenges of balancing the academics with the swimming? Yeah, um, Coach Cazares and I always tell recruits it's more of a juggling act than balancing because <laughs> there's there's so many things that you have to juggle on your plate. It's not just academics and swimming, but it's everything else in life um, with just being a you know 18 to 22-year-old person. Um, so, I mean, coming from my experience, you know, I, I tell them, yeah, I got through thesis. You can do it too. Um, or, you know, I've, I've had that professor. Yeah, I re- kind of remember – you know, his teaching style, things like that. Um, hopefully the swimmers and divers can, you know, get a little grasp but that, you know, there's someone that's out there that's done it before too. And then obviously we're into the off season now for swimming and diving. So what are some of your priorities? Recruiting, I'm sure, but what else in terms of the off season? Um, a lot of administrative work, <laughs> updating files, things like that. Um, but yeah, recruiting is a huge one. Still trying to finish out the Um, incoming freshman class and and speaking with a lot of juniors in high school right now Um, as well as you know having meetings with the swimmers um, on how the season went and what to do for the summer and you know outlook for next year Um, so there's there's definitely a lot of things to still do I know it's probably still kind of setting setting in but like I know associate head coach is a, a rare title to have here at Bates I don't think there's too many associate head coaches here so what does it mean to you to have that title it's an honor. It really is. Um, I, I don't know if it has really sunk in too much. Like I said, it, to me almost it's just a title change, but maybe it will feel different as, you know, the, as the future kind of un, unrolls. But um, right now it's just I'm just trying to soak it in and, and still do what I know what to do best. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, and congrats again. Thank you. This week is another busy week for Bates Athletics. And there are a ton of home games for fans to attend. The baseball team is home Wednesday for a game against Thomas at 4 o'clock. The women's tennis team hosts Bowdoin at 4 o'clock that same day. And the men's lacrosse team battles the Polar Bears at 7 o'clock that night at Garcelon Field. Softball hosts the Polar Bears in their NESCAC home opener Saturday at noon in a doubleheader. And the women's lacrosse team takes on first place Middlebury in a huge contest at Garcelon Field. Saturday at noon as well. Meanwhile, the baseball team is hosting Bowdoin in another doubleheader starting at noon. For a complete athletic schedule, make sure you visit athletics.bates.edu. And of course, we'll recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bobcast. <laughs>